Welcome to the Indie Brand Builder Podcast, where successful entrepreneurs and industry experts get real about what it takes to build a seven-figure product brand with your host, Jeremy Robinson. Okay, so today I'm going to be walking you through a step-by-step hiring process for any small business. And hiring decisions are some of the most crucial decisions you're going to make as a small business owner. A great employee can take your business to new heights and open up new opportunities for growth, while a poor hire can actually set you back months and thousands of dollars and cause you undue stress and frustration. In this how-to podcast, I'm going to lay out a hiring process for small business that'll help give structure to your decision-making and increase your odds of hiring a great employee. So the first step is just simply to write a detailed job description. A lot of people skip over this thinking that in their head, they know what they want. At a minimum, a job description should include a description of the job responsibilities or tasks that this employee is going to perform. The job experience or education requirements potential applicants should have some soft skills or personal qualities that you're seeking. Could be things like well-organized, great communication skills. And finally, a description of your business, including your mission and your vision. You want to make this as inspiring as possible for potential employees and really get them interested in working for you. As a start, I would suggest looking at some of the job postings out there and see which ones really stand out to you. You might want to start with some bigger companies because they're going to have more time and resources to devote to really developing comprehensive job descriptions copy the format or even some of the language that you see and feel works best and work it into your own job description. I, as a rule, don't include salary details when I'm posting a job, even though I'll usually have a a range in mind. I prefer to just get a sense of the market, what's out there, um, and that'll allow me to cast as wide a net as possible. It may require me to filter certain people out, but it just lets me, gives me a little more flexibility in making choices. Okay, so that's step number one. Step number two would be to post your job description on a credible platform and circulate it to your network and associates. Now, obviously, you want to be mindful of costs as a business owner, but if you're really seeking the best talent, I'd avoid things like Craigslist and other free platforms, unless you're just hiring casual, one-off talent. You want to go with the sites that are most frequented by serious job seekers. And we've generally used LinkedIn's premium job postings, and we've seen very good results. Uh, The only downside to LinkedIn is that you may get a lot of applications, which is going to make, obviously, sorting through them that much more onerous. Uh, I also find you may get a lot of international applications, so you can easily filter for people who are in your general area if that is a specific job requirement. You should also let your personal and online networks know that you're hiring for a specific position to see if they have any people that they might recommend. You know, in addition to acting as a reference, they may know excellent people who are not officially on the market, but may be open to a new possibility that really appeals to them with a great company. Okay, the next stage is to review your job candidates and filter out the ones that uh, aren't appropriate. LinkedIn actually sends you an email every time someone applies for a position. So I typically start to sort them out into separate inboxes as soon as I receive them uh, and based on their qualifications. So I would suggest, first of all, eliminate anyone who doesn't meet your stated requirements in terms of education and job experience. Now, unless you're posting for a highly specialized position or you've already factored this in, I would eliminate anyone who is applying from a foreign country or who would require visa or immigration approval to work for you. Again, this may not apply in every situation, but if you're hiring 
for an on-site position, obviously this is going to be a factor. Eliminate anyone with poor spelling, grammar, or like submits a generic cover letter that's really not aligned with the job posting. Um, you may want to actually note anyone who's clearly taken the time to research your company and if they prepared a personalized cover letter that really speaks specifically to this job application, that's going to be a big plus. Note anyone who has worked for your direct competition, whether or not you're serious about hiring them, it's a great person to talk to. You may get some really useful insights while you're interviewing them. Once you've actually filtered and read through uh, the applications, at least at a high level, you want to start calling some of the candidates. And I would start with at least 20, try and find at least 20 for initial screening. So this is a in-person call, but it's just a brief upfront call. I tend to call people out of the blue. I don't like people to be too prepared for a call because sometimes it can get a little scripted at that point. So I just, I call them up. I ask them if it's an appropriate time to speak and I advise them it's just going to be, you know, a five minute preliminary call. And there's three questions that I ask on this call. The first is, why did you think this position would be a good fit for you? It's a very open-ended question. allows them to talk about how much they've actually researched the role, whether or not they have a good sense of who your company is. The second question goes a little deeper and gets allows you to get a sense of their communication style and perhaps some of their work experience. And the question is, describe a work problem you had to solve and what the outcome was. And the third question I ask is, what would an ideal job situation look like and how much would you expect to earn? As I'm going through each of these questions, um, I'm making notes and I have a f five key areas that I'm ranking them on. First of all, number one, did they communicate clearly? I give them a, uh, a score from one to five. Were their answers thoughtful and intelligent? Again, score one to five. Did they answer quickly? Score one to five. Were they enthusiastic? Score one to five. And do they have relevant experience? Score one to five. Okay, some additional notes on this preliminary call. First of all, you have to get their salary expectations. Um, this can sometimes be an awkward question. So I propose just ask it and listen. Sometimes there'll be a gap. You'll sense they're uncomfortable. This is a really awkward question. Don't say anything. They'll definitely be gauging your response. If they're way out of your range, you know, you can thank them, save yourselves both a whole lot of time and back and forth, and just let them know that you're simply not able to meet their salary expectations at this time. Now, this is if they're way out of your range. Now, if they're a little out of your range, but you think they still might be a great fit, ask them what the most important factors for them are in choosing a job and employer. If you're able to satisfy these other requirements, ask them if they might be willing to accept a slightly lower salary if these other conditions are met. And then also maybe weigh in your own mind, you know, how much higher you might be willing to go if you really found a great employee who was maybe able to do this role and, and really bring your business to the next level. If you really like this interviewee and you're getting a very strong first impression, you know, feel free to extend the conversation, go a little deeper. This is not necessarily have to be the, the in-depth interview, but you want to just uh, ask them about previous positions, what tasks they were best at, you know, build some rapport with them, get, get a sense of who they are as a person. And finally, if it's clear they didn't research your company or the position, they were just 
you know, sort of sending out blankets of emails. You should probably just eliminate this candidate from further consideration unless they have some other really strong qualities. Okay, now after you've done 20 of these high-level interviews, now that sounds like a lot, but this is so critical to your business, you really wanna invest the time and energy into making sure you get this right. So you've done 20 quick interviews. Hopefully you've got a short list of at least five potential candidates. If not, you might wanna keep soliciting new applications and calling new applicants. This next interview is gonna be more of an in-depth conversation that would last at least 30 minutes. And you may choose to have this conversation in person if that's viable. I've also done many of these by phone. Eventually, you're gonna to wanna to meet the candidate in person before hiring them, but it may not be necessary at this stage. So high-level topics and questions for the in-depth interview, you wanna go step-by-step step and review each of their previous positions and have them describe their job responsibilities as well as what they liked and what they didn't like about them. Uh, ask them about their approach to organizing projects and organizing their time. This is critical. Ask them how they like to be managed. Um, ask them about their experience with specific software and how they go about learning new tools. And then you wanna ask them about some of their formative years, what led them into their field. Feel free to make this conversational, hone in on specific elements that relate most to the position. Make sure you take notes of the conversation and record your impressions. You may also wanna have another member of your staff or team if you've got another member. Maybe it's even a friend whose opinion you trust and who has experience in hiring. Have them be in on the call, listen in, and then you can share your impressions together or you can even schedule a separate call for them to talk to them individually. Okay, after you've done the five interviews, you, hopefully you can whittle it down to two or three top selections. And at this point, I would strongly suggest using an objective selection tool to help you make a final decision. When I say a selection tool, I'm talking about some sort of online survey tool that'll allow you to get some insight and background on the person that's not tainted by your opinions and what you're looking for. We use the Colby A index, which gives you a good idea of how the person's working style will fit into your overall team and or complement your own. And this is quantitative data that'll add some objectivity to the mix and may help you make a tough call if you're really down to two or three really strong candidates. So once you've got that information, um, I would suggest having your top three picks come in for an in-person interview. That's assuming you're hiring locally. If it's remote, you know, I would say at least a, a Skype call. So you want to be able to see this person and get a good sense of what they're like face to face. In the second meeting, you know, it could be a little more freeform. I would allow them to ask as many questions as they have about the business. Um, try to get a better idea of the candidate's personality. You know, if possible, give them a tour of the workspace, introduce them to other employees. And again, just let them ask any questions they have of you. Before you make a final decision, get references. You absolutely must call at least three references. These should be people that the candidate reported to directly, not their friends, not the associates that work with them that were probably also friends, or people that they hired. You want people that they reported to, and you wanna make sure to ask them if they would hire that person again. Okay, now you've checked your references. You're pretty clear that this person is a good fit for the job. Now you're ready to make an offer. Once you made a decision, you can call your top choice and make them an offer. Give them a list of reasons why they were the top pick and make them feel really good about being selected. 
You should already have a good idea of your candidate's salary expectations, so hopefully there won't be a whole lot of drawn-out negotiation. However, you should be prepared in case there's some you know, pushback and have an idea of how high you're willing to go in terms of salary. Now, if you reach an impasse on the call, or maybe you've got some doubts about whether or how to proceed in a salary negotiation, don't feel that you have to make a decision on the spot. Tell them you're going to think about it and get back to them by a specific date and time. At this point, you may want to get some opinions from other friends and associates, um, again, about salary and how to approach uh, a negotiation. You want to wait until you've negotiated salary and have a contract signed from your chosen hire before contacting your runner-ups. You never know what's going to transpire in the negotiation process, and it may turn out that your second or third choice is really your only viable candidate. We've even had our top choice be mulling one or two other job offers, which can get a little uh, stressful. Once you've got your hire confirmed, contact anyone who went through the entire process with you but was not ultimately hired. Again, thank them very much for the time and go through your decision with them. Let them know that you know you like them and there were other strong candidates. You want to ultimately leave them with a positive impression of you and the company because you've already been through all this work with them. So if the situation does unfold and you need to make an abrupt change, having backup choices who still want to work for you is invaluable. And you never know, there may be other roles or positions that they would be appropriate for in the future. So in conclusion, there is no foolproof method for hiring great employees. There is always risk and you cannot know everything upfront. However, having a thorough process in place is going to go a long way towards increasing your odds of making a great hire that's going to help you reach your goals and grow your business. This podcast episode is also available as a blog article. So if you'd like to review any of the steps in this process, simply visit IndieBrandBuilder.com. Thanks for listening. For more insights on building a seven-figure product brand, including free downloadable training material, visit IndieBrandBuilder.com. 